Alrighty, alrighty. Strong Calm Podcast. Welcome, welcome to another episode. Uh, my name is Aaron Dunn, and yeah, this is all about Strong Calm. Strong Calm, C-O-M. That's the root word that means together or in common. And I use that word as a springboard to speak about communication. Uh, online and off or to ourselves and to others, uh, community building, who we serve and how we serve them, and how when we put these two things together, communication and community building, those two things, they build stronger company, whether that's the company that you're building, like your business, or the company that you keep, like the people around you. And today I'm super excited to bring on a friend of mine that I've never met in person, but connected through, you know, just common interests and uh, passions and that is Rachel Hudson. She is a coach, a podcaster, a yoga teacher, a Reiki master, uh, host of a podcast called Empath Insights that I highly encourage you to check out. Uh, she's got some great, um, not too long, not too short podcasts that really uh, leave you thinking some some great things. And so I encourage you to listen to her. I'm excited to jump in with Rachel. Rachel, What's up? Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me today. Yeah, I am a coach. I have been teaching yoga since before yoga was really even cool. Um, I've been doing yoga since 1995, been teaching since 2004. Um, I used to own a local yoga studio for about five years. It was a hot yoga um, okay. studio. I am a Reiki master. I'm very into energy, but what I really, really love doing is coaching people, coaching people in life. I love working with highly sensitive, empathic people, which is what I saw at my yoga studio. And I'm a highly sensitive person as well. So I definitely know all the struggles that go along with that. I also, um, I can proudly say now that I have ADHD, I have an ADHD brain and, um, um, I'm embracing it for the first time in my life. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. So that, that's a great little uh, <laughs> intro there. And I remember hot yoga uh, in Tyler. We're, we're both East Texans. And yeah. so I remember I never made it in there. I never made it in there, but um, maybe, maybe one day I'll do a hot yoga. That's amazing. Fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay. So we have plenty to speak about uh, yeah. a couple of things that you just already queued up my first little line item that I wanted to, to make note of. And this is just a way for you to, you already introduced yourself, but uh, one thing you said, you know, you kind of gave us a quick synopsis of your history and then who you are today. But the question that I have is how you became who you are today. And so mm -hmm. you go from you go from yoga teacher, Reiki master into coaching. OK, so wow. what what the question that I'm I'm getting at the heart of the question of like, how do you get from from yoga, you know, the Rachel Hudson that was, hey, I'm a yoga teacher. I own, a, you know, small business owner uh, you know, into, you know what? I love coaching people. I'm a coach. So I'm just curious, like, could you take us to, you know, through that transition of like, how, how did you become Rachel Hudson today? Perfect question. Because, you know, this is something that I, I think about a lot, like how did it even get here? When I got into yoga in the nineties, I was like, I need something to help me. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, I initially got into it because I've had a kind of a lifelong knee injury and I, that was just a side effect of getting, you know, healing my knee. Um, but I was like, there's something going on in here. This is amazing. 
Then I went into like a teacher training program. It was a super hard Bikram yoga teacher training. It was nine weeks. Um, I became a yoga teacher. Um, I worked full time at a studio in Dallas, which is one of the best studios in Dallas or in the country for Bikram yoga. And then I decided who needs it? My people in East Texas. I mean, that was, that was a um, leap of faith. I opened the yoga studio. Um, an interesting thing is like, I would get incredibly exhausted after teaching. And I would always say, oh, I just need to balance it with taking more classes, which did help. But, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, right? Um, what I noticed towards the end of my, um, I had the yoga studio for about five years. And actually, we closed five years ago today, April. Oh, 30th. wow. <laughs> <laughs> like how that's really weird. Um, so what I did notice towards the end, about year three into owning my studio, um, again, it was harder than I thought it was going to be opening, you know, owning a brick and mortar type, having employees, loved it. But at the same time, it was a lot, you know, it was way more than I, I think um, or I thought I could handle. And it wasn't just the day to day. It was I would teach. We had mirrors in our room, big, hot room. And um, I started to get really exhausted, like just completely depleted, absolutely depleted. And I was like, what, is there something wrong with me? About that time, about year three, there was a lady that came in and she was a Reiki master. I'd never heard of Reiki. And she's like, I'd love to do a free little uh, Saturday Q&A and maybe some, you know, some demos or whatever. And I was like, sure. And in exchange, I got a free Reiki session from her. She's local lady in Tyler. And it was amazing. And she's like, you know, I'm picking up a lot of exhaustion and just a lot of just, you're getting really depleted. She's like, if you think about it, and I knew this, but I didn't want to admit it. Um, people come into the studio to release, release things. Um, whether it's like their boss yelled at them all day, they had a bad day, maybe they're going through a divorce or a breakup. Um, they would let all that go in the studio. I didn't know I was an empath at that, at that time. I was just like, I'm just really sensitive. I cry easy, you know? Um, I picked up their emotions and I would hang on to them energetically. Now, whether you believe in energy or not, this is, I know this is how it works for me because I've seen a difference. And then I would go out to the front desk and tell people bye. And they would come up and they're like, you know, I'm going through this thing. I need your right. help. And my husband used to call me the emotional bartender after this. <laughs> you know, as soon as the class would let out, people would be lining up, not every day. And it wasn't like a long line. There's like two or three people like, I really want to talk to you about this thing that's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And of course, I would just like let it happen. And over time, I was just like, I would have massive joint pain. I felt horrible. And, you know, I really wasn't making the money that I thought I should be making owning a studio. And it just got a little bit too much. And we ended up closing. And I was like, well, now what am I going to do? So I did some Reiki um, training and I had clients. I started doing one-on-one -on -one uh, one -on -one yoga sessions at my house and it worked out great. And in the meantime, I love listening to podcasts. So this is the perfect place. 
I had heard a lady by the name of Brooke Castillo, and she has a podcast called the Life Coach School Podcast. And I was like, this is fascinating. This is exactly what's going on. Um, I really had a lot of trouble dividing my feelings from other people's feelings, especially after yoga. They're just dumping everything out and they're like, I feel great. Mm -hmm. And I like to call um, the impasse. I call it like the wilted flower. You're just going along, minding your own business. And for some reason, we're just super open type people, like an open sponge, basically. People are like, I mean, I'd be sitting on airplanes in an airplane seat and people would tell me their life story and tell me all I'm like, how's, and then I would feel exhausted. And they're like, thank you so much. I feel so much better. (laughs) And so it's almost like, um, I like to tell some of my clients, it's like um, someone handing you their heavy backpack full of rocks Mm -hmm. and you don't even know you picked it up. You're like, how did I agree to take this on? And then you're walking away and you're completely exhausted. So I'm listening to this podcast. I'm like, I think I can help people. I'm already helping people. Mm -hmm. But I was really fascinated by learning this model or this framework of how our thoughts create our results in our life. And that's Mm -hmm. just kind of the basis, the basic uh, of what I do. And um, I joined their little program. It's like a monthly program. And I just got so much out of it. And I was like, my husband knew it was coming. I was like, I want to get trained in at the life coach school. And so we plopped down all this money and he's like, this is the, I'm surprised he said, yes, (laughs) I'm surprised. I was like asking, but I'm like, this is it. So I've got all these tools, all this library of self-help yoga meditation teacher and helping people a little bit at a time and like in the yoga world, but everyone has the same problems. It's relationships you know, it's our emotions, it's um, money, it's everything. So, but what I love to focus on is just the empath or the highly sensitive person who their boundaries are like Swiss cheese, like mine were, um, had, couldn't make a decision to save their life. Um, Freaked out when a plan B showed up. And I think that's a lot of a lot of people have that problem. Like, how are you showing up when there's a plant, when you have to go to plan B? Are you freaking mm. out? Or you're like, okay, I've got it. So I don't know if that answered your question, but kind of the long version up until now, I coach people one-on-one. I have a Facebook group. Uh, we do some free coaching in there. Um, but I typically just work one-on-one with people right now. Yeah. And I yeah. also have my podcast, which is, is super helpful. I mean, I'm, people all over the world are listening and it's so much fun to connect. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I think it colors in some of the lines too, because one thing that I've learned uh, th- just through my career, because um, uh, just so you know, and we're kind of on the same page, yeah. the, you know, for me, it was always uh, like, I remember I was first inspired once to like, I'm a poet. And um, I remember as a kid, like the thing that got me into poetry, I didn't know what it was. And uh, I remember, I think his name's Shane Coison. He's like a poet from Canada. And the Canadian Olympics were happening. And uh, he was a poet on stage at the Olympics doing a poem about Canada. And uh, I remember as a kid going that 
I want that. I want to do that, whatever that is. And it wasn't about like big stage lights, Olympics. Like it wasn't that necessarily, but it was this person has done something in his life to this point that gave him the opportunity for people to trust that person enough to say, look, you can speak for these you, you can speak for us you 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 we can, you can you. Yeah. yeah we trust you yeah and i was like ooh, I, I want that in my life and you know you fast forward longer and you're like who's that guy on the stage and why and i, I realized that to 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 earn the trust you have to do that work you have to like you have to earn it it's not about like you know what i think you're going to be you know we're just going to put you up there you, you have to like earn your stripes yeah right and so you know, a, a lifelong, you know, uh, pursuit of, okay, what do I got to do to earn my stripes to, to, to get that, you know, uh, um, uh, blessing, I would say yeah. in my, in my respect, in, in, in my perspective, a blessing to, to speak for others or speak to others and, and help people through things. And, um, the reason I kind of, uh, go that this route on this part of the conversation is because, you know, uh, as a coach, um, you know, as I, as I learn more about the practice of coaching, um, you know, I've, I've led sales teams, uh, I've led myself into certain aspects of career success, uh, you know, through training and development from other things, but I never saw myself in the lens of a coach. However, when you're doing things, when you're, when you're managing, if you're a restaurant manager, if you're uh, a sales trainer, or if you're just in business for yourself, you do actually put that coach hat on so you can actually develop and be the person that you need to be for the people that are in your uh, flock or in your uh, uh in your um in your stead you know what i mean uh yeah, what yeah. i'm trying to say like like who yeah. you're responsible for right and um so so but it's it's you don't go to you don't go to school for coaching you know, uh, the, the, there, there's not the college track for coaching. There's not a, um, a stamp that says, oh, you're a coach. Great. I believe you. The coaching has this stigma of, of, oh, really? You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> exactly. Like life coaching has a very uh, negative connotation yeah. and because there's plenty of, you know, for plenty of reasons, just like, you know, the, there's roofing companies that are kind of like, eh, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's coaching, uh, also, but, um, at the same time, like as someone like yourself, who's done so much, um, inner work to create your own breakthroughs and, you know, in, in whatever methodology that is, if it's sweating it out physically and, you know, making that happen, you're still, you were, you've all, it's to me, it sounds like you've always been that coach. You just didn't zone yourself into hey, this is who I am. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, you know, and it's funny because, you know, I think we all have a level of insecurity or this, um, what do they call it? Oh, I forget, um, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I've lived that my whole life. Like if you really knew who I was, you'd be like, what a joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, we've all worked, you know, we worked so hard. Um, you know, you say that like the whole like, that hokey life coach title is, is kind of hokey. There's actually a Saturday night live skit about it, which is like kind of embarrassing. And it's kind of like, well, there's, listen, yoga teachers are the same, right? right. Like, Oh, that's cute. You're a yoga teacher. I'm like, listen, mm -hmm. I change people's lives every day. 
by giving them the courage. Like I can't, like I would always come into my class and I'm like, look, y'all, this yoga is not going to do itself. Okay. You're in here for a reason. Let's focus, concentrate, no judgments, no expectations. It's your mind. What I learned from yoga is how to contain those those random thoughts, you know, if we have Mm -hmm. 70,000 thoughts a day, I can't, you know, they're not all going to be positive. Most of them are going to be like, I'm not good enough. What if I fail? Um, Overthinking about everything. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I'd love to teach is, you know, I, I can always see a broader or a bigger picture of what's going on. Just thank God I went to life coach school. Otherwise I'd just be giving people free advice. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's really just, it's worth what it's worth. It's free, you know, Mm -hmm. but now that I have a, like a protocol or a a structure or a framework and how I can teach people, like you have this thought about this thing in the world that you cannot change. I like to use weather as an example. That's just when it all comes down to like, what do you do? I'm like, okay, you got two different people and someone, and it's, it's 85 degrees. Okay. In Texas. We're like, oh my God, that, that feels amazing. And someone else from up north might go, oh my God, it's hot. No, that's a, that's a thought. That's not a fact. The fact is it's 85 degrees, the end, okay? And the thought could be that's too hot, that's too cold, that's too this or that or whatever. And then it's going to put you in a bad mood. I mean, how many times have we been in a bad mood because of weather? The thing, the literally the thing that we... Well, I don't think we can change it just yet, but you know, they're probably working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that we can't change and then we get all kind of crabby. And then I hear people all the time, well, because of the weather, then I just didn't feel like working or because it was kind of rainy outside. I've heard this, this said, it's a headache day. It's a nap day, which is, that's not a fact. That's a thought. And if that's what you want to go with, that's fine. But then your result might be because of the weather, I couldn't do my work. And my result was I didn't do my work. Mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's kind of how that flows. And I'm like, what if the, what if the weather was just the weather? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, I love just it. like hot I love yoga. It. People are like, Oh my God, it's so hot. And I'm like, to me, it felt good because my pain went away because I was sweating it out. It was something in my mind, just a thought something magic was happening because I was able to focus on one thing, ADHD, didn't know it at the time. I loved it because I was able to focus on one thing at a time. Not I was able to, I was kind of forced to in mm-hmm. my head. I'm like, you have to focus on standing on one leg. If you think about other things or how like the guy, you know, the girl pushed you down on the playground when you were six, you're, you're distracted, but it always brought you back to the center mm-hmm. of this determination, focus, concentration, And of course, you know, it goes into the coaching thing. Like, what are you focusing on? So what you're focusing on is exactly what you're going to get. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was a little ranty, but you know. No, no, this is what (laughs) this is for. This is what this is for. uh, And, and, uh, you know, you, you give the weather example on your last episode, I was doing a little homework and uh, over uh, data versus drama on, uh, and I loved how you, um, you parsed the two of like the data being uh, the, 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 the temperature and the drama being how I feel about the temperature and how that's a difference. And uh, I I think that's, that's a really great thing, a great way to, to, to view it. And like to talk about coaching in that, like, you know, if we compare it to just different 
aspects of where coaching shows up in our lives. If it's, uh, I've got to make the sales call and this is how I feel about the sales call. And this is the story. And, uh, oh, and before I make this sales call, I know what they're going to say. They're going to say this and that and the other thing. And it's like, wait a minute, we haven't even made the call yet. And we're telling ourselves a story about what's going to happen. Or, uh, if, if, if it's, uh, you know, if it, it doesn't have to be hot yoga, it could be, you know, a, a coach, a, a fitness trainer, a fitness trainer, yeah. you know, you're saying, well, I can't run the mile because, uh, my, my hip is just kind of, it's feeling this kind of way. And of course you don't want to do for injury or whatever, but that's a story that we'll make up for ourselves to get us out of doing the work and coaching arrives in, you know, your, your coach is going to arrive in the, in, in that realm of, uh, I think a good coach is going to help parse out what those things are of like, okay, well, what's really happening here? What's actually, what is actually happening? And, uh, what is our understanding of what's happening? Are we, are we accepting the actual accurate truth or are we telling ourselves a story based on what's happened before? And it's motivated by who we want to be today. Um, and so like the, 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 the change happens in the, okay, do I want to be the person that I've always been, or do I want to be this new, new version of myself that I believe that I am, or, you know, if it's a coachee, if it's, if it's somebody you're coaching, like you told me you're trying to get from here to there. And our responsibility as coaches is to say, okay, where are you at and which one are you living? Where, where are you yeah. living? And, and um, it's okay. It's okay if you want to settle there and be there, but just know that you're doing it. Yeah. Well, I think awareness is the, the num- that's totally fine. I think awareness is the number one thing that I teach my clients. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, when I work with a client, I have them write down just five minutes. I'm like, it's either five minutes or fill up a sheet of paper. I don't care. It could be uncensored. It could be horrible grammar, pen to paper. Every day I do this because I get coached and it is not fun because I'm like, I see what I'm doing, but I'm like, I like being in my misery sometimes, you know? So what I've noticed, and I've got kind of two camps of clients going on, like some people, they're like, I want you to just tell me the magic word that's going to change all the things in my life. I'm like, God, if I had that kind of power, <laughs> you know, I'd be very rich. Um, so my first thing that I tell them is like every day, I don't care if it's at the end of the day, they want to like, well, when do I do it? How long does it have to be like exactly how? And I'm like, pen, paper, that's it. What happened yesterday? What because let me tell you, in 20, the past 24 hours, something has happened that you're going to be set off and your normal, I call them knee-jerk actions or knee-jerk reactions. And it's because of a thought that you had probably. I have them write it down. And I will tell you, the people who do, it's just five minutes a day. The people who do that are on fire. They are making the changes. And it also tells me that they're willing to this is the simplest thing you can do. I don't, and I've had people say, I don't write. I'm not a journaler. I'm this. And I'm like, your thoughts about you. You just told me everything about how you think about yourself. I'm not a journaler. It also tells me they're not willing to look at their thoughts. You know, they're like, oh no, I could never do that. I'm like, you can't Mm -hmm. just say, Hey, I had this for dinner last night. Well, no, you see, I ate too much. 
I'm like, that's too much. Mm-hmm. So it's so fascinating to just that for the first, like if I do a 12 week package or it's 12 week session and they're like, well, why can't you just do this in a session? I'm like, we can, we can, but you have to be very committed. Um, the first, it seems like the first three or four sessions, which is like a month, right? Is me like, have you written your stuff down yet? Have you? And they're like, well, no, you see, I'm just not a very good journaler. And I'm like, do you know how to write? Okay. Fact. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to write? <laughs> Did things happen in the last 24 hours? Do you have something to write about? Do you have a timer? Do you have a piece of paper? Let's just get all of those icky, yucky, weird thoughts, judgments. You could be mean about people and you can burn it. You can throw it away or you can keep it in a journal. I don't really have a lot of rules. I'm just like, hey, just do it. So the um, I call it the river of misery because what I do teach people is being aware of where you are and being aware of where you want to be. Now, they're two different places. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be calling me, right? So in the middle is what I like to call the river of misery. It's the excuses and it's the crying and like you're sitting in this dirty water and it's not realizing that it's like really just up to your shins. But we're so comfortable in this like um, the things that we're already doing that I'm on the other side. I'm like, I got you. All you got to do is stand up and walk. But there's a lot of, I see it. It's so fascinating. And I think that is the biggest thing for people who are not really sure what a coach does. Um, I did have a client say, I don't want therapy. And I'm like, well, you're in luck. I am not a therapist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I also have clients who work with therapists and they're like, go to coaching. And I'm like, yes, and go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And it works beautifully for people. So what's fun to watch for me is the people, and I did this because this is a, a snapshot of my life. I'm like, oh, I could never do that. I could never create a podcast. Like, do you remember your first podcast? Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, it's it's still available. It, just don't scroll too long. I'm to, like, to, to I listened to mine, and I was like, I have to be news anchor ready. I had mm-hmm. all these crazy thoughts about it, and then after about five times of doing podcasting. My dogs would fight in the background and I would just say, you know what? You get bonus points if you can tell me at the timestamp of my dogs are fighting, you know, or whatever, or they're being silly. So we kind of, you know, with coaching, we quickly get over ourselves and just, we do the hard things. My favorite coaching thing is when someone gives me their issue, I'm like, okay, so why is that a problem for you? Or so what? And it's so, it's so weird how it neutralizes things because I have to do that to myself. Like, so this thing happened. She hurt my feelings. Listen, I'll tell you a really quick story about like the, I got coached on, I was convinced that someone hurt my feelings. And I was like, I was just going to sing this ad story of Rachel. I'm like, you're not going to believe what this person said. I was all up in my drama, which is what, you know, what we think we're all up in our drama. We think we're Mm -hmm. the only person that matters. Right. And my coach is like, that's cute. Okay. So, but I'll tell you something, this person, this lady, all she said was words. If we're to, if we boil it down to the facts, words came out of her mouth and I interpreted those words. I'm like, well, I didn't like her tone. She's like, (laughs) you know, she's like, you are hurting your own feelings. 
And then she asked me a really good question. She's like, how much time have you spent thinking that this person hurt your feelings? And I'm like, oh, probably a week. (laughs) (laughs) I was so up in my drama. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the day that I'm like, I have to teach this to people. Because I'm like, look, our family, our friends, those are the things in the world that we cannot control. And then we get mad that they're the way they are. So, um, you know, one of my favorite things to coach on is relationships because we all have them, <laughs> whether we like it or relationships that with ourself first, like how mm-hmm. are you going to show up for yourself? And as empaths, we have terrible boundaries typically until we learn, you know, I have people coming to me and say, how to teach me how to set a boundary. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to set a boundary with yourself first and go really small really small, like show up. I love this. Having your own back when things don't go your way or having your own back when you think that you've encountered a bad situation. How do you want to show up for yourself? Because I promise people are looking to you and to you. I'm like, I like the way they showed up in this situation. I could learn something from them. So I'm always coaching myself and I get, I have to get coached once a week at least at the life coach school. And Mm -hmm. I don't like bringing my own junk to coaching. And I always like right before I'm like, you know, I could sugarcoat this and just say everything's great. I'm like, is that really what you need right now? And I quickly realized that every person needs a coach, everybody, because we all have our own mental, I just call it mental drama. We're all sitting in the river of misery somewhere. And we're like, there's a way out. We just got to stand up and go do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I totally agree. And like, now that I've had coaches in my life on a weekly basis or a daily basis in some instances, um, I, it, it, it's hard to like go move for, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine a life without one because it's like, yes. you know, um, and it, it could, it could be a lot of different, you know, it, we can get, uh, we can gain insights about ourselves through a lot of different resources, podcasts, books, anything like that but there is something that you can't uh get out of a book that you 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 get in conversation with folks and in the coaching relationship which is that kind of back and forth that dynamic engagement between another person that kind of can can help filter through the bs that we tell ourselves or that we trap ourselves in um that we don't consciously realize all the time and I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear your humility about it because um you know as a coach i think i think the percep the perception of coaching is like oh this person's a coach so they think that they got it all figured out which is not typically the case at all you know especially as i entered the arena of coaching and just becoming more comfortable with myself as a coach i'm like well that that's not that's not the message i'm trying to get out here i'm, I'm saying i'm saying oh uh, coaching, coaching is, uh, so important because it's just a different approach to this, this, uh, development of self and, um, an understanding and greater clarity of, okay, who I, who I am today and who I want to be tomorrow. And, um, that, that reconciliation. Uh, all right. So, uh, one thing, uh, another thing that you said that I like is, 
that I wanted to talk to you about is self-talk and we'll get into the three C's at this, uh, <laughs> okay. this, 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 this point. Um, it's a very flexible thing. My, my podcast in terms of, uh, how I structure the pillars of the three C's and we kind of talk about all of them at the same time. Um, but at the same time, uh, if we're going to dive into communication, you can hear my dog squealing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so uh, in communication, if we're going to talk about that specifically, like communicating to yourself and like one thing uh, that you've already kind of mentioned, uh, I frame it up in uh, the, the question that I ask myself or uh, people that I would coach would be, what are you committed to? What are you committed to whenever you're coming to yourself or to me with this issue problem? Uh, and I think that's a really powerful question to ask is that, is that, okay, um, if, if you have your problem, you have your, your thing that's happening, what are you committed to in that thing? And it starts to get to the heart of that, that, okay, are you committed to telling yourself the story about the bad weather? Or are you committed to the thing that you were going to do before the weather happened? Uh, that's, that's one kind of nugget that I've really enjoyed that that's helped me. What am I committed to when I start? It, it's a great pattern interrupt for me, when I uh, find myself going, you know, telling myself like, Aaron, you, you should have done it this way, or you didn't do it this way, or man, like, like, how did you get yourself into this situation? Aaron, what are you committed mm -hmm. to? What are you committed to here? Are you committed to just diving yourself, you know, stomping yourself into the ground? Or are you committed to actually making something happen out of your situation? Um, what are some things, Rachel, that you, you tell yourself, um, to, to coach yourself or what do you tell people that you coach? What, what are some other things that uh, help manage some of that self-talk? Um, you know, there's first thing is like, I teach that, you know, your, your thoughts, your, your belief system is just a, the thinking that you're doing over and over and over again. So when a person says, I believe this, and they're very like in the box on that, I'm like, a belief is just a thought that you've thought over and over and over. So I know that our beliefs sometimes like I'm not a journaler or I had a client. She was like, I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. And I'm like, okay. She's like, you tell me how to do it. I'm like, I call that a line thinking just action, action, action without changing any of your thinking. My question to her was like, how, what are you making now? Okay. This is this part of it. And you're a hundred thousand dollars on the other side of that river of misery or whatever we want to call it, because that's the hard step that we've got to go through to get to the other side. So my question that I love to ask my clients is how is that hundred thousand dollar a year coach going to show up today when the weather is bad or whatever you want to call it, or when, um, when you got to go to plan B, which is one of my favorite things, because we have this perfect schedule in our head or this perfect, this is how it's supposed to be lined up. Nine times out of 10, we got to go to plan B at some point in the day, the phone rings, someone has an, an emergency or the dogs fight in the middle of a podcast or whatever. I forget to plug something in and have to start all over. How does a, you know, let's say a hundred thousand dollar coach, how does she show up? Well, you know what? She's got to be like, okay, well, this is what happened. What worked out of it? Well, 
I got, I got myself situated. Um, what didn't work sometimes it's like I gave up on myself. I quit early or I just took the rest of the day off. I mean, if anybody's listening and you work from home, you get, I get it. Like, it's easy to go like, you know, the kitchen's just right in there. I'm just going to go have it. I'm going to go make another cup of coffee. Um, I do teach a concept called um, buffering. And it is the, the biggest thing. It's the thing that we do to avoid an emotion. Mm. So do you, have you ever like been on Instagram a little bit too much? Have you ever watched a little, have you binge watched, binge ate, binge drink, like your go-to, your go-to. My thing with Twitter for a long time, it was a dumpster fire, but I refused to give it up. It was when everything was kind of like kind of crumbling and I'm like, what is going on? I must see. And then I would get super irritated, Mm -hmm. but then I never really did my own work. So what I do is like, um, like how I coach people is like, who do you want to be when your brain's like, you know, it's going to be more fun. I was jumping on Twitter and kind of seeing all the drama that's going on there. Or, you know, it's a little bit more fun is like, maybe I should go eat something or, and then it becomes these, like these habits over here don't serve our future self. I don't know if that answered your question at all, but no, it does. I do, it, it does. And I love, I, I love that you're just, and, and that's really what I asked was, you know, some of these concepts, because it's so simple, you know, like some of these concepts and things that we can remember or, but, but they're tools really. It's, yeah. it's, it's like when, when the tools are in your hand and at least you're aware of them, like, like if, 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 uh, I, if I saw it, like I'm, I'm looking across at this doorknob recently, uh, changed the locks on some of the doors and, um, uh, you know, I'd never done that before. And, uh, but you know, it's impossible to do without a screwdriver. And so if, if you (laughs) don't have a screwdriver, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have a screwdriver and you're like, man, this door is, you know, I got to get this door lock changed, but I don't have a screwdriver. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to buy a whole new damn door or, (laughs) you know, but, but if you have a screwdriver, that's something that you can work with. And so you can start working with that screwdriver and maybe, you know, that first door that I did took forever, but that second door took 20 minutes. And so, but you know, in the context of coaching ourselves or others, you know, when you have this, um, this river of misery that you can say, okay, here's a tool that I can use in my mind to navigate this scenario or feeling that I have, or, um, um, then, then it opens the door for possibility and your potential to actually become, to become realized, provided that you actually work, work, work that tool. Yeah, so, it's just no, an awareness tool. And, but exactly. I think people really, if I'm, when I, what I do see is people do not want to see what they're thinking. No. Or they're like, nope, I've always thought this way. So I'm always going to think this way. And I'm like, yeah. So we have exactly. these things called like, um, I guess I could call them like a ladder thought. Like, just say if, if someone was like, I want to stop overeating because I've gained 30 pounds or whatever. Okay. Um, those are just facts. This person may have gained 30 pounds, but now they're, they might be saying, well, I hate myself. Mm-hmm. I hate my body. I, you know, I hate that I do this thing. Um, and now I don't want to get out of the house and should I go vegan? Well, then should I do Weight Watcher? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up. First of all, you're like, I'm hating myself. You're looking for things outside of yourself. 
and you're refusing to be like, Hey, what's really going on up here? What's, Mm -hmm. what am I thinking? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, they want to jump from, I hate myself to, I love myself, which I'm like, that, there, there's a little bit of a process. I mean, you can, but we're not into like thought swapping. And I think, I, I think a lot of people are like, I just want that one thing. Just tell me the secret, the magic. And I'm like, that's it's just like yoga. It's a practice. Um, so sometimes we go from, I hate my body to, Hey, I have a body. So, and that's, maybe that's the lowest thing on this, um, the ladder rung, if you will. So instead of jumping from the bottom rung to the top, like, I love my body. And we know it's a lie because we sit there and just like kind of verbally punch ourselves in the face, you know? So I have a body. I'm like, okay, you have a body. I want you to give me five things that you love that your body does. So the first thing they're going to tell me is nothing, you know, because they're really in this like low energy space. And I'm like, so were you able to walk to the kitchen today? Yeah. Okay. Write that down. Mm-hmm. And then once we get that wheel turn in, they're like, oh yeah. And I was able to do such and such, or actually I went for a walk the other day. I'm like, okay, my body supports me. And it's very kind of slow, but then they're like, and they, you could kind of see this little spark. And I'm like, give me something else. Mm-hmm. I'm appreciative of my body. Like, you know, Hey, maybe I had an injury, but at least I'm, I'm healing myself. Um, so we just kind of go up the ladder until, you know, maybe it's a believable thought that you love your body or list five things that you love about your body. But again, it's not in the action line. Like you can't run five miles and love your body because if you're still hating yourself, you're still swimming in that misery. And th- hmm. that's what I see a lot of people do try to action line their way into loving themselves. Right. And what's so much easier is when you love yourself, you're coming from a place of like, um, I, I talk about this and it's kind of a yoga Reiki energy thing. Cause I really, I'm a, a Reiki healer. I, I like to do energy work. So I asked someone, um, you know, like, Hey, does that make you feel constricted? or expanded? Like, do you feel open or closed? I mean, it's a very like, kind of like AB, open or closed. I know that the body likes to hang on to feelings and they do get stuck. And that's when we start to hurt. Like, remember I talked about my, my joints and I was exhausted. That was me absorbing all this energy and not knowing what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So moving from like, I hate my body. I mean, that's that thought. Think about like, if you said that to yourself, we feel that like, I'm feeling that like right here, it feels tight in my chest. It feels like icky and it feels like somebody said something bad about me. Well, they did. It was me though. To like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I kind of love myself. And we kind of open that up. Well, what's maybe a, a different thought that we could think instead of, I did my little, I call it a thought download. I did my little thing this morning, like, I don't know if I'm ready for this podcast. And then I started like slowly started beating myself up. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you typically do? Or how does that feel? I'm like, oh, it feels like, feels like I don't trust myself. It feels kind of heavy. And then what do I do when I feel heavy? I don't really focus. I kind of spin, I do other things and I get myself distracted. And then the result is like, I didn't prepare for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, how do you want to show up? Like, yes. I want to show up confident, 
open. I want to have fun. And for me, as you probably have guessed, laughter is one of my biggest, <laughs> biggest, if it's not fun, we're doing it wrong. And, you know, sometimes we talk about heavy things, but, you know, open and like, how do I want to show up? I want to show up and have fun, have a conversation. I want to educate people. I want to, I want to change people's mind about coaching. I mean, it can be hokey if you allow it to be hokey. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know if hokey is just like a word for that, but, but it can be And the people who get the most out of coaching are like, I'm ready to change something. Yes. Love it. Love it. Um, a, a few, a few notes that I, I was making while you're, uh, talking about that. One thing that er, earlier you said, you know, well, is it, you know, uh, going to the kitchen, because I do this myself. Like if, if it's a, I, I set the intention for a, a Saturday to record a few podcasts and things like that. And then I walk past the kitchen. I'm like, mm, there's some dishes I could do uh, instead of calendarizing or do, you know, setting myself up for success or, or, or oh, I, I got to do this. I got to do that. And like, it's not fun. Uh, you know, the, the change like if it was I, fun, we would have already done it and there wouldn't be any yeah, dishes in the scene. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's, but it's safer. It's oh, way yeah. safer to say, okay, well, you know, I, well, I gotta, I gotta do this other stuff that, you know, I know is important in my head, like air quotes for the audio listeners. Uh, it's, 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 it's safer for me to do these things because I know the thing that I actually want to do, feel like I need to get done and told myself I would do because I am this person trying to live into that, that next evolution of my own existence. Um, that's scary. That's a stretch move. And so I'd rather be safe and say, you know, uh, I'll just do all my housework and, you know, I'll, I'll kick that can down the road for another day, uh, knowing full well that I won't actually experience the results that I'm looking for. I'll experience a different result and remain stuck and say, oh, and then next thing I know, I see myself as the same guy that I was yesterday who put it off. Um, so it's like, it's like we, we get stuck in that survival mode um, in, in that, in that safe mode of, you know what, um, I don't like it, but at the same time, um, at least I know what the circumstances are and who I'll be in this scenario. Uh, another thing that you said that I like, you might want to break down the action line, uh, a little bit for me, but, sure. um, one thing that I like, uh, about that is that, um, if, if it's a physical context of, I got to lose 50 pounds, what's the program? What's the, what, what is the big thing? What's the big investment that I need to make? What is the, you know, the dynamic shift that I have to become like, like the first thing, a good visual example is like, I'm ready to work out. Let's go buy $200 work, uh, worth of workout gear. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be Lululemoned up and I'm going to, you know, have all of it all together and I'm going to join the Weight Watchers program. And that's the person that I'm going to be because I see it advertised to me. I see the breakthroughs that all the marketing uh, tells me uh, that it is. And that promise that I see in the messaging, um, I'm internalizing as that is the breakthrough that I need. Meanwhile, the thing that actually needs to happen is the inventorization of where I am today in this spot A that I'm at. Um, and then doing that, that, that diligent, disciplined one, two, third, fourth step instead of trying to leapfrog all those <laughs> things and say, look, I am the testimonial 
that I believe um, is you know out of the program. Is that kind of what you're getting at? To uh, where where like, yeah, like we, um, we, we we leapfrog into these promised results instead of doing. We want to skip work. the river. We want to skip the river yeah. of misery. And listen, we can look at the river as like this is a river of learning. But most people are like, this is so hard. I don't just want to battle Lululemon and just be perfect. Um, listen, we were talking about going to the kitchen. And we'll back up mm -hmm. a little bit. And what I do teach is the brain is just designed to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do the thing that I know I can get like, oh, my brain, that dopamine hit just happened. See, look how shiny my sink is. In the meantime, we're still suffering because we didn't do the thing that we said we were going to do. Mm -hmm. which was, Hey, I'm like you podcast. Once I get going, I'm like, you can't shut me up. <laughs> but getting there is like, why do I feel the need to like do 50 other things that could have already been done? And I wasn't interested in doing those yesterday, by the way. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so, you know, like wanting to just say the person that wants to lose 30 or 50 pounds, you know, I've seen it because I have a friend. I was like, hey, let's just walk every day. That's all I said. Let's walk for 15 minutes. And she's like, well, like, where do I go? I'm like, I don't just just put your shoes on. Well, what kind of shoes do I need? I'm yeah. like, what do you have? It was so frustrating. And we're laughing because I'm like, I see what you're doing, you know, and I'm I don't coach people that don't ask for coaching. I get permission first. So, but we're such good friends. And she was like, wait, wait, um, like, so 15 minutes, like when, when do we start? I'm like, well, you, just, you, you can get going and still talk to me on the phone. Mm -hmm. But she was like, well, what I'm going to do first is I'm going to redesign my workout room. Okay. You said it. So we want to like, that is called, can I tell you my friend that is called buffering. That is avoiding the thing by doing the other thing. Also buffering is doing the dishes when you're, when you said you're going to do your podcast, I do it. Mine is like, I need one more cup of tea and then I'll be ready. It's straight up. And it's just buffering. It's just this thing that we do like, well, maybe it's that one more episode, one more mm -hmm. episode. And so what I call it is like this action line or this a line, like there's a lot of actions that we do because of a thought. Um, give me something that you did yesterday that you're like, I don't know why I did that. Do you have anything that comes to mind? Mm, that I did yesterday that I don't know why I did that. Um, you're like, ah, I said I wasn't going to do that or like, or something that you didn't do that you wanted to do. You know, I, I can tell you for, for, for yesterday, you know, um, like I, I got, I got a new book and mm. instead of doing the new book, uh, I started, you know, reading, uh, other things like, I, or, or like, I, you know, you, like, it's I so funny, it. like, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get this book, but then, you know, I've got the book, but then I've got my phone right beside me. And then I'm like, well, I'll just like read something on my phone instead of reading the book. And it's like, what, even what though you I, really want to read your book, I want to read the book, but I'm like, well, I, you know, I could do that, you know? So it's, yeah. So, so that's, that, that might be one example of, you know, buffering because like I, I'm tricking myself totally. into because you're tricking yourself thinking that you're doing something exactly and 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 that is like that is like uh such the problem with with social media I think oh too gosh. is that I love because, it slash hate it yeah well I, mean, I love it look I met you through social media yeah you know, you're probably yeah. right down the road 
but I'm like, right. we would have never met. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's like the difference between consumption and creation to me is just oh, like, uh, where, 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 you know, which, which kind of gets me into that, that receiving the marketing message of mm. like, well, it, the, the stories that we see on social media or on Netflix or whatever we subject ourselves to in that consumption mode, mm-hmm. um, it tricks us into believing that we're actually living that, uh, like our brain yes. doesn't know the difference in that, in that, oh, okay, well, we'll see this picture and we'll be like, oh, well, I believe that I'm there. Oh, look, look at this beautiful picture of a Grand Canyon. Meanwhile, we're just sitting here. So like we get that same kind of feeling and response of like, I'm vicariously living this experience, even though I'm just consuming it. Um, and we can do that, you know, uh, one, we allow it to be programmed into us, uh, you know, like subconsciously, as we kind of scroll through those stories and things, We're giving like, our power you know, just completely bingo. away to these other things. Exactly. When when you know, I could just set my set my phone down, but it does cr- it like to to shift from consumption to creation. You have to have that shift in your mind of going. You know what? I'm not going to consume now. I'm going to create now. I'm going to I'm going I'm going to cause something new to happen within myself and then that will cause something new to happen out into the world um oh man rachel it's so fun to talk to you oh my gosh um, I'm, not, I'm having a blast <laughs> uh, good well uh in the interest of time i'm, I'm sure you have yeah. more thoughts on that but um I, i've got to get this uh question out there and it might take a few minutes but sure. um uh, this is a, a very fun question that uh i ask most of my guests and it's called the village question. And it came mm. up through a natural conversation uh, mm. on the podcast that I said, you know, this question's great for every guest. And I'm going to okay. I'm going to create it as a part of the show. And so the village question uh, falls in the category of community building. And the reason it does is because it has to do with values. And the village question goes like this. Uh, Rachel, imagine you're creating a village. So I'm going to give you a plot of land, maybe Elon Musk just bought a billion dollar, you know, piece of property and said, Hey, Rachel, uh, I want to create a community, uh, in this, uh, at this plot of land. And what we're going to do is to get people there, we're going to create four billboards that face North, South, East, West on the main roads that, that hmm. get people here. And on those billboards, I just want you to put a value, a different value facing, you know, just the different directions. So Rachel, what four values <laughs> would you put on your billboards? And these values, it could be one word, it could be a statement, however you want to creatively do that. What four values would you put on those billboards to to gather that community together and keep them together the first one that comes up for me comes from a title that i had to give myself at my meditation training um i i gave my title of truth seeker Mm. um I'm interested in the truth, um, good or bad, because I think that is where we can, we can learn a lot. Um, trust ourselves, trusting our knowing 
I'm going to ask you and all of your listeners, you know, that feeling that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, and on paper, it looks like it's wrong. That's that thing that I'm talking about, that trusting your own gut, trusting your own intuition. So we've got truth. We've got trust. Um, Reaching out. Um, I have this random thing that I do. Again, it was from a meditation teacher. Um, If someone's on your mind, I'm very into intuition. If someone is on your mind, sending them without any strings attached, a text, thinking of you and sending love. And that's it. And just, and I will tell you nine times out of 10, people are like, you don't know how much I needed that today. That is a big one. I'm trying to think of a fourth one. I, I, something that comes to mind is um, what you think is the problem is not the problem. Mm. It's the situation. It's how you're thinking about it. I mean, that's that's a very long billboard. I mean, that's more of like a paragraph, <laughs> but um, no, I love those. It's like it's I not lo- what you think, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love those. I love those. The 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 one of the most fun things about this podcast or in that question is that they're always different 100 percent of the time yeah. nobody says the same thing so i never have speaker, a canned response for anything trust, yeah. <laughs> reaching out and uh the problem is not the problem i love that I, I i think that any any community that can kind of uh you know agree on those values or just two people you know yeah. uh problem, can, can really, really create uh it frames up a really powerful there's a, like an open remember i talked about the open and close like okay so it's it might be a problem but it's probably you're thinking about it and there's always a solution mm-hmm. might not be fun you know but there's always a solution always looking for the truth yeah absolutely and it's okay to be it. wrong too yes um i will say just to kind of button this up uh here i'm gonna get my dog again um I, my wife and I, we went to a um, uh, sound bath here in Longview not too long ago. Yeah, and first thing, first time I've ever done it. Um, My wife is definitely interested in yoga and that whole uh, (laughs) vibe. (laughs) Yes, and uh, and so it was her first time too. And then there they had a a Reiki teacher, uh, Reiki master as well, and so. I didn't know what to expect. And, um, there was this, uh, so we did some yoga stretching, you know, and, uh, I like, you know, me, I'm, 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 I'm open to the woo. I'm also a little more real. Like side eye and like, really? Yeah. 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 So, so like, okay. So I think that's healthy though, by the way. (laughs) Well, and it kind of goes to the, I think it goes to the, kind of some of what we're saying of like okay the story that we believe that that's happening and then what's actually yeah. happening and it's kind of the reason and the the heart behind you know the brain Just and the heart open to it is like mm-hmm. kind of fun oh it's super fun and and like i'm not gonna 
downplay or, or, or put myself in my own box to keep myself because I know there's a possible breakthrough on the other side. And so, uh, one thing that I was like kind of reasoning to myself was like, okay, they started talking about this, uh, this, this, this shaking. Are, are you familiar with the, the shaking thing? I don't know. So mm-hmm. what was happening was what, what we did was we, we, we sat down, we put like a block in between our legs and then, um, started to put pressure uh you know uh on on the block so we would like flex into it Mm -hmm. okay yeah we would Mm -hmm. flex into it and then we would relax and flex into it and what was doing was kind of uh uh uh, uh, taxing our muscles right and so over time that stretch would start to it would cause your body to tremble and Mm -hmm. so once your once your body starts to kind of do that tremble the 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 practice is to uh to breathe through that physical manifestation of the stress that's happening. And then in that, the practice being, okay, in that physical manifestation of this stress, that's physical stress that you're actually doing, what is the emotional stress that you're processing through the breath work that you're doing while you're doing it? Exactly. And so that was super interesting because like you could go the whole woo way of going like, okay, the, the, the emotional stress is creating this whole physical manifestation thing. And like, like to me, I'm, I'm a little bit more like, well, we're doing two things at once and we're, we're kind of packaging together. You know, it's kind of of like it's breaking your brain a little bit. Like you're just not used to doing like, wait, what? This is fascinating. What's really going on? And, and you're putting yourself into a different idea of what this exercise is. Cause that's really kind of what you're doing. You're doing some stretches, you're doing some physical exercise, but it is all about that mind body connection. And the thing that was really cool, a breakthrough for me in doing it was, I was like, okay, I'm just going to let myself do this weird shaking thing. And like, it, you know, I've never done this before. I'm in a weird position, but it's dark. The, the, the sounds, the ambient sounds, I love ambient music. So yeah, it was all, it was all my vibe and it was really, really cool. And then the Reiki part was like, while we were doing it, um, they would come and, uh, uh, periodically press on your chest or, uh. or, or touch here or, do these like very subtle, it's a very subtle very, energy. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, And it it is like a really wonderful practice because as I was breathing and, you know, uh, feeling the physical effects, I started to dissociate. Okay. I'm bre- like, I'm feeling some modicum of pain or discomfort, I guess, putting myself through here, but I'm breathing on the other end. And so my mind is totally fine with whatever this physical ailment is. And so like the magic was like, Oh, just because I'm going through this hard thing, uh, my mind doesn't have to be totally connected to that hard thing. And um, I'm going to get through it regardless of what I'm actually think I'm experiencing or feeling or what have you at the time. And that's like a really cool breakthrough to kind of happen because you can take that into all kinds of other things in your life. If it's, you know, uh, somebody cut me off in traffic, it's like, well, I'm physically still here. It's okay. We're going to be all right. And so like, you can always apply it to different things, which is make, what makes it really, really cool. And so, um, I, you know, for anybody who's listening that, uh, is like, what is this Reiki stuff? What is that? Like, like it's just a, it's just a, a way it's a tool. It's a, it's a practice to kind of help you can 
navigate the mind body connection yeah. because our mind and our body are connected all the time, even though we're energy. The, yeah. yeah we're energetic beings. Yeah. So it, um, it, it was really, it, it, it was really, really cool. It's fun. Um, I love how open do. you are to just like, I think I'll try this. And it sounds like it, you know, kind of made an impression on like, Hmm, I did something a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I think, you know, there's, there's stuff, there's gems to be mined everywhere. And that's one reason why I love the podcast, like doing podcasts. Cause I get to, uh, talk to interesting people who have lived life and experienced just different things. And so, um, you know, anytime that we can have a conversation and, you know, introduce that to someone else, I think that's really a, a good thing to do. Um, Rachel, this has been a really great conversation. conversation for sure. For sure. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every, every breakthrough is just a conversation away. I absolutely. Believe. Um, and then one other thing I'll say, uh, kind of that, that came up that I meant to mention earlier, but didn't was, uh, we'll always hear ourselves, but we don't always have to listen. Yeah. Um, you don't have to believe your own thoughts. Yeah. Isn't that a freeing We're thing? probably lying to you anyway. You are good enough, you know? For the person right. out there that's like, I've never done that before. I'm like, so what? Just go try it. See what happens. <laughs> exactly. What do you think? Uh, this is, uh, I'm getting over time a little bit. Is that I right? Have, I am swimming in time. It's a Saturday, so I'm good. Yeah. Okay, cool. What do you think about the relationship between, like, we, we've talked a little bit about action um, and, and, you know, incremental actions to get to the place that you want. One thing that, um, and, and talking about, you know, okay, we, we set our intention or our plan and it always happens to be that plan B is really what, what is inevitably going to happen. It never goes the, just the way it goes, but I think there is something to be said about taking action just for action's sake to just go ahead and go start doing it. Because like for all the plans that we put together, like for example, um, I was having a coaching conversation with uh, someone and um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get this together. I'm going to get this chart. I'm going to get this data. I'm going to get it all together. And I, oh, I'm, I'm so prepared. I had like three different things of preparation and it did help me personally, you know, kind of put some context, you know, for me personally. But then, you know, during it, I was like, oh, I'm going to use all these things. And then next thing you know, I'm not using any of it and I'm just listening. And, you know, that's really where the, the, the true breakthrough was, was just in the act of listening to somebody and yeah. saying, okay, well, where, you know, where are you at? Where am I at? And where can we go together after we get on the same page? So like, what, what would you say about like, just, just going out there and, and taking action on a thing without that preparation or extra thought? Um, that's kind of how I work a lot of times. I'm like, I used to have this uh, motto in yoga. I'm like, people are like, I can't do that posture. I'm like, well, just try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Try it and see what happens. Um, in the life coach school, we have this thing that we have to go through. It's called a hundred fails. Like your goal is to fail. And if you Google, or if you look it up in the dictionary, the definition of failure is not trying the end. I mean, it is, you cannot fail unless you just don't get up and do it. So my coach, I was like, well, how do I do the da, 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 da. And she's like, you're, it's like, you're asking me how to stand up out of that chair. And all you got to do is stand up. You know, she's like, it's like, you're asking me how to stand up mm. and you're sitting down. She's like, you want, you want this beautiful magic process that you get to follow. And it's very safe. Sometimes we have to take those unsafe acts. Sometimes you just have to hit record and start talking on that podcast. 
just taking action. Like I'm going to do three things that scare me or one thing that I normally don't do. And it's like, Hey, I'm going to talk to one person a day. You know, like, Hey, reaching out to like on Instagram, like, um, love your top <laughs> or I love what you're doing. Oh, that's so funny. Um, just taking that action, just putting the step it's, it kind of goes back to like, how do I start walking? You don't need new walking shoes. You don't need to know what time to do it. I'm like, it's just 15 minutes. So like, what if I don't have 15 minutes? We'll do 11 minutes, you know, <laughs> but it's that story that we, it's just this <laughs> yeah. thing that just yeah. keeps us stuck. And sometimes I'm like, sometimes it's just like, put your dang shoes on and walk out the door and just taking it. There's like this residual, what did, I, I forget the term that we use for it, but it's almost like a residual side effect. It's a positive effect of the thing that if we hadn't have done that, like I almost didn't go to this comedy show that we both ended up at. We didn't see oh, each yeah. other there, <laughs> but I had this weird knee injury thing. And I was like, well, now I have to bring a cane. How embarrassing. And my husband spent all this money on these tickets. And I was like, I don't want to go. And he's like, come on, just bring the cane. I'm like, it's embarrassing. I don't want to bring it. Ended up going, had a blast. If it wasn't for like just a bazillion cool things happened. It's like looking for the residual things. And that one thing, again, action creates clarity, which I love because you're like, okay, well that didn't work, but some of it did. And this kind of bonus happened outside of that too. Someone saw me post about it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the thing is. And they reacted to it. And next thing you know, they're calling you to want to work with you. That mm -hmm. literally happened, but it wouldn't have happened if I got into my own little sad story of Rachel, which is what I love to call it because it makes me laugh. Um, so the sad story of Rachel, if I just stayed there, that would have never happened. This podcast probably would have never happened if I just stay, stayed in my little dramatic, mm -hmm. dramatic story. <laughs> so just right. taking that one step and evaluating like, hey, what worked? What didn't work? Like if this were to happen again, what would I do differently? Which kind of just sums up how I coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Rachel, anything else uh, you want to share with uh, the listeners for today or um, um, any one, one thing I was going to ask at the very front too was like, what, what's something that you're like excited, pumped about, or, and this could be anything, this could be, this could be like uh, the work that you're doing, or this could be a show that you're watching, or it could be a thing that you just bought, or, you know, what, what's something that has just brought you some, some modicum amount of uh, joy and, and, and fun into, to your life here lately? Fun in my life. Um, can I talk about my dog? Yeah. <laughs> we have a puppy. Well, he's not a puppy, but he's our baby. We lost our, one of our dogs um, in October and it was, I was super sad about it. And what brings me joy is having my pups around me. I feel like we are like reading each other's thoughts. <laughs> they know exactly what's going on. He's been such a love and I'm a big animal advocate. Um, they, you know, they kind of keep me on that. Like, do you really want to go in the kitchen? Because now you're going to have to give us cookies and you're going to have to do all this stuff. <laughs> they keep me, they keep me very grounded. And, um, that's something that, you know, like when I don't feel like posting on social media, 
of this little challenge that I'm doing. Like I can post a picture of my dog and write Rachel words. Like how cute is this? Um, they just kind of give me that little extra oomph. Um, that, I mean, I love, I love doing my podcast. I feel like that is one of the best ways for me to communicate with people. Um, I love, um, we have a really good Facebook group empaths, um, because there's real solutions in there. And I, I joined a, a ton, not a ton, but you know, a lot of different Facebook groups for empaths. And I, I, at one point I felt like it was more of a commiserating, mm. like the sky is falling. Yes. Isn't it awful? The sky is falling over here too. And I was like, God, this is so depressing. Um, and I was like, if I were to create a Facebook group, how would I do it a little differently? I'm like, people are like dying for solutions where there's like getting out and going for a walk. Like what's everybody doing today? How are you making yourself feel better? How are you setting a boundary with yourself? That kind of thing is super exciting for me. And we're very active in our Facebook group. And it's, it's kind of a safe place. Um, we don't do a lot of whining because I don't really like, yeah, that is sad, but also look at the story that you're telling yourself. So they, they know I'm pretty much a no BS kind of coach, um, which keeps it real. It keeps it really real. And um, we can all be super honest with, with each other. Like this is going on. Um, I also know that this is a lot of my thinking. This is patterns of thinking. So that that's kind of fun too. So Facebook group, I love, you know, hanging out with my dogs. Um, they keep me motivated and I love doing my podcast really. Love it. Love it. Well, you're, you've got a great one and I'm sure your, you. your group is, is full of insightful engagement. So I'm going to encourage folks to join that as well. Yeah. Um, when I promote this, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you for a link so I can sure. make sure yeah. that people get in there. Um, yeah, it's something about a dog, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I know, my dog here. I just saw your dog. Like, yeah, like she's uh she she causes some problems. She's a little grumpy sometimes, but we wouldn't ever change her for for any of that. Right. And then, you know, it, it it's something about that familiar uh that familiar face that when you come in you're like, "Ah, oh, I can count on and that." It doesn't you know? matter what kind of day you've had. They're like, "I love you." And that's all that matters. And I'm like, "You got that right." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, Rachel, thank you so much. I think I could talk thank to you, you for another couple hours, I know, but I could do uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just have to bring you back on or something. We'll have to anytime. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'd love it. Thank you so much. This yeah, has just absolutely. been so much fun. I mean, for a Saturday morning, it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Connect with Rachel, everyone. And I guess we'll see you next week sometime.